it's a Parkinson's special this morning. Very important for us to know certain facets of the condition and some wonderful stakeholders who are part of this panel. I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Charulata Savan Sankla. She's a, a diplomat in the National Board of Neurology right here in India. And uh, she's currently consultant neurophysician at the PD Induja National Hospital and Research Center in Maim. And she's published some of the most important papers and presented some of the most significant findings in Parkinson's. Hi, doctor. How are you? I am fine. Thank you. Thank you, Rishike. Dr. Maria Barreto. Uh, has a PhD in psychology and over the last four decades, she spent her extensive life in in psychology, mental health, education, currently CEO of the Parkinson's Disease and Movement Disorder Society. And uh, over the next few minutes, you will understand how she's uh, delivered through a network of urban, rural and tribal support centers, some amazing work being done there. Hi. Hi, doctor. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And thank you for raising awareness about Parkinson's. Trying to do my being on the show today. Pleasure. Thank you. And we have somebody who has the condition. How are you feeling today, Mario Pinto? Sir, all well? As I said in to all my friends, it all depends on the previous day. The next day we, we get up and give a quick smile and put the word yesterday's world behind you. Live for the moment. <laughs> Wonderful. And we have a caregiver who's actually Mario's caregiver, which is uh, Mrs. Merlin Pinto. Hi, thank you for joining us. What a wonderful smile you have. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Rishi. Okay, let's start with Dr. Sankla. Parkinson's is largely misunderstood, not just in this country, but around the world. And it's not a rare disease, as a lot of people term it. I'd like you to speak to us about Parkinson's the most obvious motor symptoms and what kind of numbers are we talking about here? So uh, Parkinson's is definitely less understood disease and what is very important is that it's a treatable condition unlike Alzheimer's and other conditions that we face. Uh, The main symptoms in Parkinson's patients are tremors, that is they start shaking, particularly when they're watching the television, when they're sitting idle, their hands start shaking a little bit. So that is one of the symptoms. Uh, The second symptoms that the relatives actually start noticing is that they are speaking very softly. They're doing their day-to-day activities slightly slowly than before. They would walk slowly. They would eat slowly. uh, They would speak slowly. And they would be a little bit quieter and not be taking part into the conversation. And the third symptom that the patient themselves notice is that the balance is not really good as it used to be before, particularly when they're turning or they are in the narrow spaces or uh, when they're maneuvering into a crowd, they tend to be a little little insecure in keeping their balance. So these are the three main symptoms that we look at um, in Parkinson's disease. Of course, on examination, we do find the stiffness in their joints and various other symptoms as well. But but these are the main symptoms. Very often, Parkinson's patients see the orthopedic doctors because they have this unexplained backache, unexplained knee pain. And then the orthopedic doctors usually notice that the patient has slowed up and have a slightly stooped posture and they're not moving as well as they should be. So these are the few symptoms that the Parkinson's patients would come to you about. What are the numbers that we're talking about? I, I mentioned briefly saying it's not rare anymore. So, you know, how many would, would have it if you're talking, you know, are you saying one out of three, one out of five? If you could give us some kind of bearing in terms of the numbers. Yeah. So the official numbers per year are 10 to 50 cases per 100,000. That's all over the world. About 100 to 300 in a given population you would see per lakh. Of population, you'll see 100 to 300 pop, uh, people with Parkinson's disease. So, considering the population of Mumbai and India, I, I think we are seeing definitely a lot more uh, patients with Parkinson's disease. And second thing is, slowly, thanks to the NGOs, the awareness of this condition is increasing. So, people are more aware 
and people are seeking treatment and they are approaching the doctors. So the, the numbers in our country at least are steadily increasing, uh, probably because of the increased awareness of the condition. Yeah, you know, before I move to Dr. Barreto, I'd like to understand what are the cures that, you know, one prescribes? I mean, I understand that it's different for different individuals, Correct. but is it a combination of, of oral medication as, as well as exercise and therapy, if you could have us understand that? Absolutely. So Parkinson's patients tend to sort of move less. And that is their main sort of a sign that we see. They, like you and I, we are making the gestures. We shake our head, we shake our legs, we move our hands when we are talking. These particular gestures and these movements are reduced in Parkinson's patients. So what we tell them is to exercise. One of the best things to overcome your early, early Parkinson's disease is to continue exercising, to move your body as much as possible. And we now know from the experiments that exercise definitely improves the various growth factors in our brain and that probably prevents the rapid progression of this particular disease. Second thing is that there are various medical treatments that are available now. We have number of drugs which can help Parkinson's patients, people with Parkinson's. And they will, there are different kinds of either they are oral, they are in the form of patch, they are in the form of an injection. So the variety of drugs accessible to the Parkinson's patient from very early stages to the advanced stages have definitely improved. So we now have also surgical treatment for the Parkinson's disease which is not applicable to all the patients with Parkinson's disease, but only selected few. And that is to treat the patients with complications in Parkinson's disease. And we'll probably discuss about it sometime later on. So these are the main main uh, treatment options that are available to Parkinson's patients. That's a, that's a good segue to move into Dr. Barreto. When did you first think of a community-based multidisciplinary model of care? And how did the Parkinson's disease and movement disorder society first come about? So the society was started by, was founded by Dr. B.S. Singhal and Dr. Charulata Sankla and another, uh, there were a few other neurologists who came together to start this society to work for people with Parkinson's to help them understand the condition. Uh, this was in 2002 that the society was founded and uh, I joined the society in 2004. And uh, Dr. Singhal wanted to really take this forward. And I met with Dr. Charu, Dr. Jimmy Lalkaka. And they wanted to really know what do we do with the society? How do we take the society to the people? So that's when I joined them and I started trying to understand what are the needs of people with Parkinson's in our country? There are a number of societies for Parkinson's worldwide. But, but though the condition may be the same, contextually it differs. So I went out and started meeting people with Parkinson's. And I realized that for anything to work, for a, for a program to work, we had to take the program to people with Parkinson's rather than expecting them to come to a hospital or to one single place. That's when we started the community-based uh, program. And we started our first support group in 2005 in Burivli. And then moving forward, we realized that patients, people with Parkinson's were not just going to come together to just have a cup of tea and meet each other. But what they wanted was to learn about the condition, to get some therapeutic intervention and understand living with parkinson's so that's that's the whole that's the whole way we function that's the whole uh, motto of our society and uh, uh, a, a person with parkinson's once said i may have parkinson's but parkinson's will not have me and i think that's what we've taken on and i think mr pinto and all my groups wherever they are that's what we keep telling them so at these centers we have a little bit of education about parkinson's because with any condition 
education about the, the condition empowers you so we 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 help them understand what's happening with parkinsons and we provide them with multidisciplinary approaches so there's physiotherapy occupational therapy speech therapy with the ultimate goal how how is parkinsons affecting your daily quality of life and what can what are the simple things you can do to make today better than yesterday so that's that's, that's that's what we do okay j- just some uh, uh, trivia and information for all of you pdmds has chapters in maharashtra goa telangana gujarat rajasthan kerala chandigarh delhi assam tamil nadu madhya pradesh haryana and rajasthan they cater to more than 2000 patients from 24 states and their caregivers are holding more than 30 group sessions for people with parkinsons in a week so some wonderful work happening there i want to understand from you uh, mr mario pinto living with this particular condition i mean it's it's obviously not easy what you go through on a daily basis just for us to be able to understand and how much these sessions have helped you how much sessions with pdmds have improved your quality of life that's second in mind as to how i like i said it is people people that she has when in the, the trainers put in a very 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 lot of work for us like uh, we have session on good fridays on thursdays sometimes on saturdays for the caregivers the, the, the very informative and very clearly then what happens to us we have to accept that whatever is given by these trainers they been practicing for that same session for a long time you get used to it you kind of maybe 100 people for every session and hats off to to the, to the people who really put in so much of efforts to make everybody make us for everybody make us smile during the day because this is where this is where your whole day is put portrayed on you know? if you don't smile then you know oh we as it is your movements your walking people that has been slowed down but i think most of the people in the colony say ah people what happened to you no it's normal i said age tells on it it speaks of it but it is for you after these people who give you all the training to practice it during the day it's not just the exercise but everything should be one to be done with a smile wonderful i like that i like that thought which is everything to be done with a smile and it's not just the training that you know people like uh, dr bereto and dr sankla give us we must practice it through the day so all caregivers that's a very important message that's going out to you and also people who have the condition merlin pinto it's not easy but it's wonderful when caregivers are able to send out the right message to other caregivers life as a caregiver to somebody who has the condition and how much these groups uh, that you have been part of with pdmd mds has helped in you, equipping you with the right t tools to deal with the condition because it's not just the patient or the person who has the condition that goes through this you all live through it don't you you all live through parkinsons yes they've been very helpful and uh... a lot of what they teach us during the caregiver sessions is very very useful to us it has helped me with dealing with mario whenever he has had a problem like freezing or when he has to get up from the bed he finds it difficult and they have showed us techniques of how to pick up the patient from the bed 
and uh, also how to deal with them when they are not able to express themselves so they also have a problem he has a problem sometimes with his speech so we don't understand him very well because you know what he says so very patiently we have to deal with them to ask them to repeat because one tends to get angry when you know somebody asks them again to repeat whatever they have to say so the caregivers have been very useful to us i mean we've been very well equipped by them they have taught us a lot of things and we have the session once a month which is very good and also they help us to do exercises on our own self so that we be you know fit the caregivers are fit in all that pdmbs has done a very good job and they are doing a great job yeah, this is a very important point you know often caregivers to people with parkinsons even caregivers to people who have cancer underestimate how they need to work on their own peace and need to work on their own fitness you know yes. and it's wonderful that you're being not only counseled to help mario with this condition but also yes. in enabling yourself becoming fitter and yourself becoming uh, calmer because the role that you are fulfilling is a role for two people for him as well as you so that's a very important point you made and i'm very glad that you made that on that note i'm going to come back to dr sankla uh, she mentioned freezing would you explain what freezing means medically and secondly let's talk about the emotional implication of parkinson's now we've talked about it from a motor perspective you briefly touched upon the mental aspect but i'd like you to delve into a little more of that please so let's start with freezing first uh, so freezing is actually what happens is the parkinson's patients when the disease is slightly advancing tend to suddenly stop when they are walking they are just not able to move they stand as if they are glued to the ground and that's what we call freezing it's like you have a brain freeze you, your brain is not giving you the commands to your legs to move forward and that is exactly what freezing means so we at pdmds uh, particularly teach the patients how to overcome this particular problem because this is what leads to falls in parkinson's patients imagine you are walking and you see suddenly something cross your path and you freeze and then you're not able to walk and you tend to move forward and then you're likely to fall and that is exactly what happens during the freezing in parkinson's patient so we teach them to overcome it in in a way that you think of some other action besides walking like kicking a football or imagining there is an there is something in front of you and then trying to overstep it and this is how we tell the brain we train the brain to overcome this particular problem in parkinson's patients called freezing coming to the second question rishi i'm very karishike i'm very glad you asked it because people think of parkinson's as only tremors difficulty in walking difficulty in balancing but it's not so they have a lot of other symptoms they have constipation before even the parkinson's motor symptoms begin they are very heavily constipated they have difficulty in smelling things and they also have depression and severe anxiety and this depression and severe anxiety can come before the disease is even begun and it stays with them all throughout the a disease so it's very important for the patients the caregivers and the people who are around them the doctors various uh, support groups that they are attending to realize that these are the emotional needs of the parkinson's patient and they should understand their anxiety they should understand their depression as the disease advances they tend to be more and more withdrawn we call it apathy they tend to lose interest in the social activities they don't want to go out and meet people they don't want to take part in various activities which they would have done otherwise so we call this apathy there are at times the medicines that we give them make them little psychotic little paranoid they tend to be little suspicious 
when there is a slight overdose of the medicines they tend to sort of behave abnormally and it's very important for the caregivers to understand these aspects of parkinson's patient and act accordingly and you did say that in certain cases you advise surgery what would those cases be so parkinson's patient goes through various stages so it starts sort of slowly progressing and the progression of the parkinson's disease is different in different patients so now we know some of the patients progress very rapidly particularly some of the young patients start having the fluctuation of the symptoms because of the medications we give them the medicine the medicine acts for two hours and suddenly the effect of the medicine goes away suddenly there is an excessive movement in the bodies uh, of the parkinson's patient and these are the particular unwanted movements and sudden wearing off of the medicines where their parkinson's symptoms return abruptly these are the indications for the surgical treatment and we usually reserve the surgical treatment for the younger people who are likely to survive this disease for 20 to 30 years uh, we avoid this in the elder elders with parkinson's disease because of the side effects of the surgical therapy as well that we know we are aware of now so it is for a selective group of parkinson's patient not every parkinson's patient should be su- subjected to surgery dr bareto i now understand from what merlin talked about about how you your services extend to not just rehabilitation but also counseling the family uh, you have your own centers do you also work with homes for the elderly and have you know your people visit there to conduct these sessions talk about that please yes we do but before i get into that people always ask us what motivates us my team to work for people with parkinsons and when i've heard uh, mr and mrs pinto and the kind of impact it's had on their lives thank you both and thank all my people with parkinsons because that's what's re- that's what really motivates us so coming to your question yes we have realized that there are a number of residential uh, homes for seniors and when we visited them we realized that there's very little understanding of neurological conditions of the elderly which is which is a key factor at that stage so we started programs on healthy aging you know explaining to them the importance of staying physically healthy and cognitively healthy because there are issues with memory attention so we have these programs we have these activities for them and what we do to ensure that this continues in the home we train the caregivers of the home so there are always caretakers and they may be they don't need to be trained psychologists or physiotherapists it's just people who care for people at the home so we train them to conduct these programs and we found that really effective in you know ensuring that the quality of life of the home as a whole improves that's quite wonderful and i like the concept of trying to make these sessions fun you know if you have a bunch of of senior citizens in the room and you're doing not just speech therapy but also using the arts and doing you know a dance session for example and i'm sure you people do that you know to help movement like she just mentioned about kicking a football doing some dance therapy does that happen often in in your sessions yes so dance and movement therapy as well as art therapy are an integral part of our sessions nice. because uh, they work on the symptoms as well as dr charu would say you know the fine motor skills would be involved in art therapy movement as you know this is a movement uh, condition and they really enjoy those sessions so we have dance and movement therapists in our team who are also clinical psychologists so you know you have the benefit of both 
But I think of all the sessions that we do, be it physiotherapy or speech therapy, both the person with Parkinson's and the caregiver enjoy the dance and movement program. There's nothing like seeing a group of people. I think they forget about Parkinson's and they forget about everything else that's going on and they just enjoy the moment. So I think that's something that's really been very effective at our group support group meeting. What about you, Mario and Merlin? Have you enjoyed some dancing in one of your your group meetings? They had a wonderful, uh, I think two years ago at Bandra. The whole hall was about, we had about some 200 people dancing. And you wouldn't say that he's a Parkinson patient, but his hand doesn't uh, tremble. No, he's, uh, he's not stiff. Oh, he's still dancing. But, you know, this is, um, this is uh, what you uh, feel very happy when you have a lot of sound system in the house. This, uh, I think Command her, command her, and you get the best of music, whatever, whatever. whatever <laughs> yeah, Alexa is a favorite with the kids also in my house. So you just command the system and it plays the music. That's and a good it, one. It gives you a go. I mean, you feel very draggy in the morning, but you yeah. put the music on, your feet start moving faster. You don't need the tablets. Fantastic, tablets. fantastic. Merlin, I want you to add to that. He said he enjoys dance therapy. And he says, you know, he likes to to command the Alexa to play him some great music. And I believe you are also involved as a caregiver in some of the dance therapy. Talk about the fun that you've had. You know, one doesn't need to think of therapy as just, you know, very boring, manipulative theory sessions. You're obviously having fun too. Yeah, he loves to dance. And then especially when he gets some of his favorite music, then he just, wa- he, he just wants you to leave everything and come and dance with him. And- <laughs> <laughs> and his dancing is basically ballroom dancing. So he'll keep turning you around and around and try to, you know, enjoy. So you have friends. to do all the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have no go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. And it's so wonderful to hear these stories of them having fun at their therapy sessions. Yeah. And that must be particularly fulfilling for you. Uh, you know, big ups to to Dr. Santla, yourself and your team. Uh, the idea is to keep it fun and not keep it like a, a very fuddy-duddy serious affair, isn't it? Yes. So I'd like your I, comment on that. Yes. So I think that's really important. And, you know, we're going to be celebrating World Parkinson's Day on the 11th. And generally, we have a huge program, you know, at an auditorium. But for the past two years, pandemic has not allowed that. But if you come to that program and if you see them performing on stage, you'll never say anyone had Parkinson's. There's so much joy and and practicing for it. I think we spent two months just practicing for it. And even Dr. B.S. Singhal comes on stage and dances with the patients. So I think those are moments that we all cherish. But anytime you come to a Parkinson support group, we ensure that everyone's having fun. So even if you're doing physiotherapy, there's music, as Mr. Pinto said, you know, you hear music and it changes. So irrespective of wherever they are, be it our groups in Sikkim, be it our groups in Tamil Nadu, across the country, music and dance is what they really look forward to. And it helps the physical symptoms, as I said earlier, and emotionally also, it kind of really helps. And, you know, the whole spirit is is something that they enjoy and we enjoy too. Wonderful. What is your message, Dr. Sankla, on, uh, you know, World Parkinson's Awareness Day? 
to not just people who have the condition but also caregivers what is your essential message to them so before i go on to the message i just want to add a tip to this dancing thing mm. uh, it's really surprising as a scientific uh, person that parkinson's patients can dance better than they can walk so you'll see a patient who's wheelchair bound gets up to the beats and dances around you'll not you'll be surprised that they do it better than just walking so wow. we found this that the the auditory tones you know the rhythm that 1 2 3 4 5 6 helps the parkinson's patients walk better we also know that they can't walk you'll see the patient really struggling to walk but they can cycle better so in netherlands they you know which is a cycling country they realize that the parkinson's patients cycle better than they walk so uh, these are the some of the unusual things about parkinson's patients that i wanted everyone to know so please make them dance and please let them listen to the music but that's definitely improving you know improve their motor skills the message uh, for all the parkinson's patients who are out there that do not lose hopes be positive we have lots of treatments available we just don't have medicines and the pills to pop but we also have various exercise programs as i said dancing we encourage them to listen to music we try and help them socialize uh, this is what is going to prevent the parkinson's disease from getting you so don't let this disease dominate you you learn to overcome this disease and keep moving and this is the message that i want to give to all my parkinson's patients and all their caregivers who are taking care of them okay i like you dr bareto to give out a, a call to action in terms of if you're looking at people to volunteer if you're looking to send out a message to to caregivers to their families and you know people who have the condition how can they reach the pdmds the parkinson's disease and movement disorder society what's the best way to get in touch with you and when is the uh, is the stage that you'd like them to get in touch with you right so i welcome every person with parkinson's to please come and join us we're all in this together and uh, the tagline of our society is together we move better so you can call us at any time i'll give you that number it's 9987216050 we're Just always repeat available that again, please. right please repeat that again please 9987216057 now some can, people are not very good with numbers so is yes. there a website or there's some yes. other yes yes so we also have an email you can write to us because i think many people prefer that it's pdmds.india@gmail.com we have a website too where you'd get information about parkinson's information about our society and how you could join us or how you could connect with us it's www.parkinsonssocietyindia.com we also have a youtube channel facebook instagram but if you get onto our website you would get all this information but do join us we look forward to you being part of us people with parkinson's your caregivers we are there for you We also would like volunteers yeah. who could come and help us because at our various support groups, the more people we have, the better it is. So we have people with Parkinson's, their caregivers. If you would love to, if you would like to volunteer with us, you could either attend our support group meetings and help us there, or if you have other things you could do with, uh, connect with us. We would really appreciate that. Wonderful, wonderful. What would you like to say, Mario, to all people who have Parkinson's on World Parkinson's Awareness Day? You don't have to have Parkinson's to join us. You don't have to have Parkinson's to join us. 
That's a very interesting point of view. You know, join the community. There's so much that you can learn about the elderly people who have this condition. That's a very beautiful thought. Merlin, famous last words. What would you like to say to all caregivers and everybody who's involved in this this wonderful movement at PDMDS? I think all caregivers should live their life happily, even if they have patients. They should consider it a normal way of life. And everybody should enjoy life because when you enjoy yourself, others are also enjoying. So I think it's not a very big deal having to deal with a Parkinson patient. After all, they also like it. They like all that pampering and all that that they get from the caregivers. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. <laughs> he agrees. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Sankla. Thank you, Dr. Barreto. Thank you, Merlin. Thank you, Mario. Thank I really you, I had a fun time in this session, apart from an, an educative, informative session. Thank you very, very much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. It's been a lovely Thank program. You.